Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Episode of Scatter This is Jess Ray, my boy Big Will. Will. Oh man, people's audience, coronavirus. Everybody's oh, at man. home, quarantine, and not at work. Will, what you think, dude? Um, I think this may be the first time in my lifetime where we've had something that an outbreak that's had worldwide impact mm-hmm. um, from health to entertainment to the economy. Um, every day um, over the last few weeks, it has been a major subject of discussion. Um, mm-hmm. Facts versus myth. Um, some of the celebrities that have um, come across it and tested positive. Um, how our um, how our economy has um, taken a big slump over the last couple of weeks. So, dude, this is right. a huge thing, man. <laughs> huge. Yeah, and there's a there's a lot of just information, misinformation, you know, clues into what it is and whatnot. And I'm hoping that you know, in this episode, we're kind of like maybe dispel or maybe inform people so they can make better decisions or lead them in p- places so they can get the information they need to make better choices. Um, yes. Yeah, and so uh, one thing I want to mention, if you don't, you don't mind me mentioning it, Will, is like you're, you're actually a nurse. You're actually in healthcare. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, so there is an article in the Wall Street Journal, I just wanted to reference people, and it actually talks about uh, coronavirus in detail, the medical part of it, and the biological part of it, I would encourage everybody to look into that. And I'm going to talk about some other sources that you can look into to get information. So, Will, what have you seen or what have they told you? Like, even I've heard people not knowing the difference between, like, a common cold and actually the coronavirus. Like, what have you heard? Well, when you look at them, right, on the, on the, on the outside, they look like the same thing. People have right. uh, fevers, they have coughs, um, they may have some shortness of breath. Um, the thing about the coronavirus is that I don't want anyone to think that, oh, it's just like a flu, just like your normal mm-hmm. flu. But this, is, right. this is like the flu to, like, the 100th power. Right. Because how it's being transmitted um, 
it, it originally started in animals. Right. Okay, it started in animals, and then it crossed over, and then it's done this hybrid mutation of sorts. And so when you're getting these germs into your body, they're, they're feeding off of it, and it's multiplying, in a sense. And um, this, that, that one thing is the major difference between your common cold, your flu, and the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so as we've been seeing it, um, because we didn't have a lot of information to go on and we have all these different resources worldwide kind of coming together to um, help us make this assessment and look at, you know, proper treatments, um, there, there's a lot of um, myths that were out there. And, um, and, and so far, there's been a lot of great resources that have been dispelling all of that. Okay. So do you, so you've actually been in the hospital recently. Like what, have you, like, what's the difference? Like, is it like heavy respiratory or like if I'm sneezing, should I be worried? When should I start worrying? Um, I think, um, I think everyone should have some new heightened awareness about it. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I think right now what we've been doing um, in the healthcare field is just been um, maybe um, overreach a little bit. Um, I would mm-hmm. say that on, on the nursing standpoint, we rather we rather start with the the worst case scenario and then back down okay. versus starting with the least um, case scenario and then moving up. Because again, mm-hmm. um, when you're looking at your, your common cold, your flu, um, a pneumonia or this coronavirus, all the symptoms look the same. So it's not okay. until you've been tested for sure where you know the difference. Okay. Like, um, so it's, what I've um what I've seen different uh, with coronavirus, um, um, I've seen like bluish lips, like um, okay. um, um, I've seen people who have been kind of uh, delirious, um, mm-hmm. some some like um unable to kind of um bring attention to a situation, um, okay, more of a more of a persistent um chest pain, those mm-hmm. are the things that I started to see, um, on top of maybe your your difficulty breathing or shortness of breath. So these are right. things that I've seen that have been slightly different than the norms. And, um, okay. you know, um, it's not until, you, you know, you start to test positive um, that you need to start seeking that medical attention. And... You know what, I don't know, like, what are the best sources for somebody to go to get, like, a test that's going to the hospital and just get it? Like, what what, what are you suggesting? Because, I mean, you know. Um, a, lot of, a, a lot of the health care facilities, urgent cares, have, um, mm-hmm. have the test kits. Um, that was one of the biggest things that we were looking at coming from um, um, the White House was getting additional funding so we can get the additional materials into the facility. Um, mm-hmm. someone may, someone may, if you start to feel cold-like symptoms, just get checked. 
I'd rather you move okay. on the side of caution and then be tested and be negative, and then you, you can start doing things differently versus downplaying it as if it's something minor and then, you know, getting it to us when it's too late. Um, so, yes, any um, medical facility or urgent care, um, um, some people have set up um, appointments with their doctors for physicals and gotten tested that way, something in a very controlled um, environment so that healthcare um, professionals are not being overloaded at one particular time. Okay. So how about this, Miss? Should, as a, I'm a healthy individual, right, should I go ahead mm-hmm. and just, like, make sure my immune system is right by, like, eating the right foods and avoiding certain foods as far as nutrition-wise? Um, I think that would be an everyday thing even without the coronavirus. Uh, right. Healthy eating is <laughs> healthy eating is, is probably number one. Um, I know that uh, um, I have been a, um, a victim of just maybe a poor eating habit here and there. But for the most mm-hmm. part, um, 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 people who are eating um, a lot of plant-based, um, lots of fruits, vegetables, things of that sort tend to have healthier and stronger immune systems, um, and therefore they're able to kind of combat um, this coronavirus a little bit better than most. Um, mm-hmm. Still, um, even with that, uh, most of my seniors, uh, some of my infants, toddlers, um, are still kind of susceptible because of their immune systems not being as strong as we are in our 20s, 30s, maybe in our 40s. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Thank you for that that soundbite. Have you been reading any news or anything? Um, I don't think you can really escape it. You know, um, there are some things that we're getting from CDC and uh, the World Health Organization that have been used as our guidelines. Um, I tend to stay away from news a lot and just going to reliable resources. Um, as you go to the CDC website, as you go to um, um, the World Health Organization website, they are debunking a lot of the myths, giving you proper education um, and knowledge so that you can take um, efficient steps towards Mm -hmm. either prevention of receiving the virus or um, cure and attention to it once you have it. Okay. 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 what about have you seen like the reports from I forget what's the name Osterholm and from and Fauci? Fauci Fauci is probably the most um recent and um when it comes to shock value. Um okay. a lot of this again is coming from C D C and coming from uh, World Health Organization. He is echoing that information. He is um, bringing a heightened awareness to the serious matter. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's to be applauded for something like that. Um, when you're getting things from your government um, that kind of downplay it. Um, again, a downplay, and I get it, you know, um, you don't want to have widespread panic. Um, right. This is, you know, but in the same sense, you don't want to undereducate your um your public as well, because if they don't have the knowledge, they don't have the way to protect themselves, 
or to help self-contain or helping the cure. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Dr. Fauci, um, yeah, huge, huge as far as um, the spreading of the news. I also, uh, I looked at um, Joel Rogan. For anybody that wants to know, I've been following Joel Rogan. He has an episode number 40, it's 1439, and it has Michael Osterholm. And he basically talks about what's going on as far as, like, the coronavirus and then future viruses and what's going on in, like, as far as, like, timetables and things of that nature. And he has a book. So if you want to get more information on that, um, he's another leader. And then um, who's this other guy? Patrick Ben Davis. He does this thing called Volume 10. I think I might have referenced him before. But basically he takes all the data that you've seen, all the leaders that speak upon medical health. And he basically synthesized all the data and he gives you like all the facts so you can make better decisions for yourself and as far as like what the time is gonna be. So mm-hmm. wait, you're in so Will, you're in Tennessee. How are things looking for you in Tennessee? Um well it, it's it's a myriad of different things. You you have the coronavirus and then we mm-hmm. had the um the tornado strikes. Um, right. Oh yeah. Um, that have happened, um, and then we have this growing population. So you have a couple of different things that are moving at the same time that makes things a little bit more difficult. For example, um, as people are trying to stop stockpile for the coronavirus and being at home, they're taking things like your waters, your canned goods, um, breads, things of that sort. Now we have this tornado effect, and we have people who are displaced, don't even have places to store those items. And then we're trying to get them relief packages and temporary housing. Um, The weather has been rainy and it's been cold. So if you've been displaced, you're probably in colder environments, which makes your immune system a little bit more susceptible to cold and flu, which gives you those symptoms that we were talking about earlier. So now we're trying to find out whether or not have you been in contact with coronavirus? Do you have a cold? Do you have a flu? Do you have a, a, a early case of pneumonia? How do we, how do we label you in that? So yeah, the dynamic is a little bit more difficult here in Nashville. Oh wow! Wait, so yeah, have man. they even started? Any, so wow! So it seems like you guys have a double over. So have they started any type type of like everybody working from home type things or anything? Yes, yes. Um, okay. Our schools have been closed. Schools have been closed. Um, our church service, for example, for us, have been done online. Those um, who are still wanting to go into the brick and mortar. Um, buildings and stuff for service. Uh, we've offered our um, our church up for other um, other um, services to be held in different churches. Hey, Will, hold so, on a second. Well, we, we got a caller. Are, are you caller? Are you there? You have a caller? Yeah, I'm here, man. Oh, hello. How are you, sir? I'm all right, sir. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. good. First time That's calling. Right. Who, who, who's What's your on the name, line? sir? What's your name? Where are you from? It's Marcus. I'm from. Hey, LA. Michael. 
No, Marcus. Hey, hey. So, hey, Marcus, doing? what's it like for you? What's, what's going Marcus? on for you in L.A.? How are you feeling? Uh, I'm okay. Um, I uh, was working at Servitage for a while, and we got shut down, like, I think yesterday. And, um, yeah, just kind of they're just willing to do some hours. It's really bad, like, even for retail. Retail is, like, with guaranteed 40 hours, now they only get three. Oh, wow. Like a day. Yeah. That was uh, something that we were talking about, the economy with the uh, with the virus right now. Um, we've seen the markets drop um, a great deal, and, and, and that's one effect. But since you're telling us about retail and you're telling us about your situation, you said you're going from I want to say, I want to make sure this was correct from 40 hours a week to about three. Is that correct? Well, not three, not three a week, like three a day. So three a day. like. Yeah, they're not even getting like half of the time they were supposed to get. Um, in California, it's like four. It's supposed to be four hours minimum a day, and they're only getting they're only giving them three. And that's just for like professionary measures. Wow, wow. that's okay. Okay. Um, with um. With 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 your um, the retail, for example, um, I, I'm I'm kind of curious on this. I knew retail was already facing issues with the online community versus the brick and mortar community, and that was one of the things we were talking about before. Um, um, previous, I mean, retail was already having its own struggles before this happened, and so now, no, it's it's, like um, right, so. Um, tell me what a, a day in a life is now for you. You know, I, I went from, I mean, okay, so um, I work as a kitchen assistant thing. So uh-huh. we, are, we aren't given, we are part-time, so we don't get a full 40 hours a week. So just uh-huh. playing, shutting us out like that is just like, you know, it, it's not like they were like they did it, but, you know, because they hate us or something. Um, they did it because I mean it's it, it's a safety precaution and um, as a food handling, <clears throat> handling professional, I have to take this just uh-huh. as seriously as the rest of the world does. Um, I have to take care of myself. I have to take care of my family, and I have to take care of the lives of the people I work with and the people I work for. I totally get that. I understand that, but it's everything that happens so suddenly. Wow. Wow. Um, it it really strikes home for me to hear that news. Um, anyone who has any kind of empathy or understanding towards these um, in different, and we're talking about different industries, whether it's retail, whether it's uh, food and beverage, um, whether it's entertainment, um, a lot of people are hearing these same similar stories. Um um has has the um employer looked at um i don't know some kind of um alternative methods to help um well, you make ends meet well we qualify for unemployment for right now just until okay. everything gets cleared up 
But the irony, um, and I was just telling some of my friends this and some of my family this, is that um, since yesterday, when they officially cut us off, um, I've heard about a lot of different job opportunities. Um, it, it's like, um, you, know how, you know how they have that saying, like, in China, it's the same way for crisis and opportunity. Uh-huh. So it's kind of like that because uh, one of my coworkers just called me today and he was like, oh, um, Ralph is hiring. Um, Uber drivers are still needed. Um, my friend, uh, one of my friends just told me that Amazon is hiring. They're hiring like 100,000 people. But unfortunately, they're not hiring in Los Angeles. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah that so is a lot to take in. I gotta just do the best I can, you know, and just and just hold on and pray that all this stuff uh, blows over. Um, well, we have to speak that into existence. Uh, gotta speak yeah. that into existence. It will blow over. It, it, this too shall pass. And so, oh, um, um, yes. What strikes me? Yes. Well, uh, so wait a minute. Did your employer give you the uh, give you an option for the EDD? Like I think there's like, like yeah. there's a government yeah. that they gave you that. Okay. Like, we have a group text uh, for the whole culinary division, and she yeah she gave us all the news all at the same time. Okay. And she immediately posted the link to EDD and was like. You guys like qualify um, for unemployment, so go ahead and file that claim now. And then uh, they're also still going to pay us for the time they pay for the week. Awesome. I'm, I'm glad to hear that there's some relief through all the money. I mean, the company cuts a lot of corners, um, not as far as like, um, like food pricing or you know, like screwing up customers or anything like that. But mm-hmm. you know, like just other little things, you know, that 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 people with a lot of money would do to help save money. Um that's not necessarily to the detriment of uh, myself working for them, but you know, for for them to however they were very generous in this um situation. So so let me. Yeah. So wait. When, when you talk about not being at work, like when were they saying you're going to return? We don't know. So it's indefinite. Yeah. I mean, they 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 gave us a time saying that we could be out for as long as two weeks. But to be fair, I mean, you know, we 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 all anybody with common sense would know that. There's a question mark at the end of that. So, um, right, right. So I mean, just that, you know, it, it's in, it's implied to me. But um, but like I say, I mean, you know, there are more opportunities coming. Um, I don't plan on just sitting around and waiting on something to happen. Um, I really want to just test the waters and maybe try to find something new. Um, but in the meantime, you know, I'm I'm just. You know, I'm, I'm holding out, waiting on the news, and, you know, I'm just trying to take care of myself because uh, it feels like the world is, you know, ironically, like the world is falling apart, but people are still being nice to each other. People have manners, you know. Um, 
I don't know. It's, I, I don't know. I guess maybe like all the, you know, all the buttholes like are huddled up inside. You know, maybe it's only like the nice kind of people that right that are actually like you know trying to hold out hope. Because um, anytime you go to any store, you know, cleaning supplies gone, water gone, certain food gone. Like my friends just went to the store today. They were. She got like the last of the pasta, the last of the rice, you know, because people are just <laughs> wow. stockpiling. Um, the rouse by my house, when I walked in, the entire cleaning section was gone. Dang. All the water well, on the, like, in the, the back of the store, gone. And it was the same thing at the store across the street. Wow. Wow. Well, you know what? Yeah. And, and one of the interesting things in this, um, when we were talking about those 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 buttholes of sorts, let's keep in mind that everyone is involved. It doesn't matter whether you're black, white, Asian, Hispanic, whether you're rich, middle class, poor. Everyone is in this boat together. That's true. Right. So That's true. Um, I think it I think it behooves anyone to be more of a jerk than another when we're all in the same kind of boat and going through the same kind of processes. Um, so one of the things that Ray has always pushed is being kind to one another. Um, he, he has constantly been, been saying that, and I hold that to be true in this day and time. Um, I think the more we try to help one another get through it, um, the better we'll be, you know, that, that right. just speaks volumes. And, and I, I, uh, I totally adding on to that, yeah, and adding on to that, it's just um, along with that, just having, like, your networks. Like, if you got, like, friends and family, like, calling them up. Like, I know, like, the stores. I'm in L.A. too, uh, Marcus. So, like, I've been to some of the stores um, before and after and, like, just been kind of, like, grabbing things as I can. Um, it just helps to just have, like, friends and family that you can, like, rely on and just not necessarily rely on but just ask them, like, What's looking at at your shop and then getting the hours because I've noticed like the a lot of the grocery stores are changing their hours, like some of them have been open yeah. like twenty four hours they've changed their hours from mm-hmm. like eight to eight so they can restock and and keep people from like mass piling in there and getting the fist fights and stuff like that because I've seen that happen too, so what I've been told is like just go early, know what you need to get like your staple items that'll last you for a long time, don't go in there like. Buying like I, I hate to say it like a frozen pizza that's gonna last you a day, you know what I'm saying? If you're gonna buy that, make sure you buy like you know staple items like rice and grains and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And just you know, and just talk to your friends and family. And if you can't get it where you're at, talk to your friends and family see if they can get it. And maybe like you know, work out a situation, a barter system, or a trade off, so that you know yeah. you're taken care of. It's not just you, no, Mark. I'm pretty sure it's everybody. 100%. Yeah, so you're not just like left ass out and it's like, damn, I don't know what to do. So at least you have something to keep you going so you can get to work the mm-hmm. next day and have the energy to fight another day. Because otherwise you're just like, I don't know what I don't know what I'm gonna do. And that's yeah, yeah that's where that's where those things come important. And that's why I just wanted to keep do this podcast so like people like know have other options and resources and how to like work those resources to get to things. There's yeah. the uh so here in California and I mentioned this with Marcus, there's the the government 
EDD is offering the pay for people that work in restaurants and food to subsidize their income for what they're missing for the next couple of weeks. They're saying it's by March 1st, and then they're saying like April 16th, and then they're going as far as it's going to push out to like the summer, like June, July, maybe August. And people that are like smart and like hedging their bets are just like, nah, I'm just going to like make sure I'm good for like a month or months at a time because I don't know what's going to happen. And then also like not necessarily even going into the stores, they order their food deliveries into the house, sanitize the boxes outside and have outside clothes to wear outside so that they can like get what they need to get, take it into the house and not have to spray it down again. So these are like some of the extreme like measures people are going to to make sure that they don't like catch the virus. Right. I guess I just understand that. Some of those ideas are pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And and that just means that uh, I mean I keep Lysol. Uh, uh, Right. I had spray cans of Lysol. So in in those case scenarios, like um, and I have it um, as I'm unloading it from my baskets in my car, I'm disinfecting it. Right. Uh, yeah, you know, because it's it's saying that it can linger. Um, the one thing that um, that we have been getting from World Health Organization is how long. I haven't gotten a, a estimated time of how long the virus can last on surfaces um, mm-hmm. in, a, in a definite setting. Um, mm-hmm. The one thing I guess I could say is with food items and supplies being constantly restocked, it's not staying long enough for people to do a lot of touching. People are are picking up and going. But, yes, um, having, like, some Lysol um, um, and just kind of spraying stuff down before you put it into the car so that when you bring it into your home, it's all set. You don't have anything going into your car, you know, I always look at all those hypothetical situations. It is it is a heightened awareness. I will tell you this more so than anything. As a healthcare professional, I can't stress a heightened awareness for good hygiene. The things that we should already be doing, we just need to be mm-hmm. more aware of it. Right. It may be more repetitious. It may be more of an irritation. But in the long run, it, it, it quells the disease. I mean, it quells um, the virus, it gives it nowhere to spread, and then it dies out. And that's the point. Well, um, Ray can back me up on this. When you work in the food industry, half Mm -hmm. of the actions that you take are washing your hands. Mm -hmm. And you do it so often. Um, You know, anytime you cut vegetables, you wash your hands before you move on to the next thing. Anytime you handle any meat. You wash your hands, right. and then you move on to the next thing. Um, you know, mm-hmm. these are the same practices that you do at home. Um, I just made dinner for uh, me and my friend, and, you know, like every time I do anything, wash my hands, wash my hands. Right. You know, but these are things that we should be doing already as human beings. We know these things. You know, we were taught these mm-hmm. things from day one. Um and you know, I'm I'm not gonna you know bash people or anything like that. But I mean, it's just you know, it's it's gut check time. You know, like, yes, yes. 
we just have to we just have to be better and we just have to be better with each other and start taking care of ourselves and you know, hopefully learn from this, you know. Right. And then also speaking of the thing. Yeah. So also another thing on like the, the business tip is also rethinking a lot of people that are in business, rethinking their business models. Instead of like the working from home and also contingency plans for things of this nature. Um, well, there are like two about... books um, I referenced. I think they're on the images for the the cover of this episode, uh, The Extreme Future and The World is Flat. And it's talking about how people telecommute and people making uh-huh. contingency plans for people not being able to work at actual offices. So I think, like, now, like, I think a lot of the restaurateurs are going to start thinking, like, okay, we need to have a contingency plan. Like, if people can't actually be at a location, like, how do I back up my finances to cover my operations costs? And also, like, having, like, you know, curb carry food, meal planning, and even, like, takeout, even if you're at a luxury, like, restaurant. Well, I will say one thing about this whole situation. Um... Uh, this could possibly change could possibly the way that people work in general. Because there mm-hmm. has been a conversation for a very long time about whether uh, certain fields even need to come into work at all. Um, I have a friend who works from home all the time. She, they, you know, she has two kids, and it works out great for her because she can still be with her children, and she can still get work done. Um, she can a better handover schedule sometimes, depending on the kids. But I mean, that could, you know, that could work out for everybody. Um, I mean, obviously, that's an option. People like me and Ray. But I mean, for the rest of the world, hey, I, I think, think that's a good Marcus, I hate to interrupt you one second. Does, does anybody have the episode have open the episode while they're talking? Because there's like strong I'm feedback. Not, like, I, 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 yeah, I, I called in. I've been getting that no. the whole time. I hadn't, heard, I hadn't heard feedback. Does anybody I, have the I've episode open it. by chance? No. Nope. I'm hearing it. I just called in. Okay. Okay, just continue because I'm just getting like some weird feedback. I don't know why. I I've been getting it, but I didn't. I didn't. Know. Anyway, so what I was saying yeah. is that this could change everything for the way uh, people work in general. Because you always hear a lot of people talk about how office work is very stressful and they don't like being uh, boxed up in cubicles all day, and you know they still have to deal with their boss, you know, and and you know sometimes. They can be like, you know, asses and whatnot. But if you take out all of those, then I suspect that you might see productivity go up. Right. I think you'll also see a lot of different uh, mental anxieties go down because, you know, there's so much, there's so less stress. You know, you don't have to worry about getting in the car. Um, especially if you live out here in LA, you know, if, if you've ever been on the freeway at like eight o'clock in the morning, you know, depending on where you're going, it could take you upwards of an hour um, to simply just to get to where you're going, and then you still gotta gotta leave, and that's rush hour again. Um, it's always the number one complaint that anybody ever makes about living here, um, and I would really like to see 
a change in that, you know, because living in L.A., that always feels like an inevitability. True. True. So I would would really like to see the turnaround on this. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So, Will, what do you think I am an optimist, and I know it will change. Um, uh, from a personal standpoint, from a professional standpoint, um, we are starting to see information pour in. We're able to collect all of that information into certain databases and then share it with the world. I mean, no one is going to have, um, you know, um, run the market when it comes down to something like this. Um, this is worldwide. It has worldwide reaching effects in everything, everything we do, how we live. Um, so if, and if I, I really hope that this is a lesson. Pitch, guess, yeah, it is. No, I, I, no, I was going to say, I really hope that this is a lesson for future generations. Like <clears throat> people like, um, like when my nephews get to be, as old as we are, you know, that they can look back and say, oh, 20 years ago, our parents were scared shitless for us, so now I just wash my hands no matter what, you know? <laughs> I agree. Um, yeah. I think every, almost every generation has its defining moment of a disease. And so, um, you know, um, I, I will say, you know, wash your hands. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna cough, cough into your elbow. Um, try not uh, touching your face at, until after you at least wash your hands. Um, right. Agreed. If you if if you start feeling sick, stay home, isolate yourself. Um, try and keep your distance. That that social distancing is is going to be key because if if you're sneezing or if you have something that's traveling in the air. The less, the more space you have between people, the better. Um, I know that's going to be extremely difficult in today's environment. Um, so wait, wait, Will, for the you, most part, with, yeah. the, with the social distancing, what are we talking about? Three feet, five feet, seven feet, and what if you're a couple? What do you do? What, what about well, family? I mean, like you're in the house. What do you do? Like, like let's be let's be real. Like people are like social social distancing. I stay in the house. I, I'm a family of four. Like. I can't hug my 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 son or daughter or, or sister. I got to put them in a tent. What are we doing? Yeah, put them in a tent. Put them in the backyard. Wow. I'm just wow. joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> I mean, but for the most part, um, I think um, things like um, opening up your window, allowing um, if someone has been tested positive, they're still going to have to be isolated in something in the house because they can't leave. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You, we can't just put them out into general society. So, I mean, if right. I was looking at social distancing, at least three feet, that's one. Um, if I have someone um, who's who has been tested positive in my home, I'm going to create a living space um, designed just for them um, that's being well ventilated, um, and that's the best thing I can I can do if I'm having to come in contact with them. Um, um, you don't have gowns and masks like we do in hospitals, um, but you're going to have to try and limit your contact with them. Um, mm-hmm. That becomes a little bit more difficult the smaller the children are. 
If I have right. a, a three-year-old or toddler or something like that, you can't isolate them. They can't even understand or phantom the concept. So it right. becomes a little bit more difficult. Mm-hmm. That means that means they may have to go into maybe one of our facilities, go into a hospital um, for some kind mm-hmm. of isolation. So when you talk about the isolation portion, are you talking about, you know, how you see in like the movies where people do the trash bags and the masking tape type deal? Is, is, are we talking about that type of extreme, like if it's indoors, if they're, yeah, a full-on family? It sounds like a zombie um, movie like that now. Well, yeah. well, what, what I mean, I've done... Because I mean, everybody can, like, just get to a hospital sometimes. Like, what if you, like... For instance, I live in L.A., right? If you're in Lancaster or Palmdale... Or God forbid, uh, what's the other place that's? I forget what it's. Uh, it's forget way out there. Like what they do? Like Hesperia, somewhere out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you still have. There's still facilities. You know right. what I'm saying? There's still places that you can go. You have to look those places up. If you live, um, if I lived in Palmdale, I would have to go. To a facility, I'm, I'm pretty sure that they have some kind of urgent care that's in that immediate area that you can be able to go to and be attended to. Um, it understanding, you know, demographics, understanding um, um, finances, those pieces. It it still requires you to do the same thing. Um, mm. It still means that you need to isolate that person who's been infected or been tested positive. They need to be treated properly, um, and those people who are around them probably need to be tested, and they need to have, be in um, heightened awareness that there is someone in their immediate area that has this. We're talking about okay. you're talking about a virus that gets into your body and multiplies. It uses right. your body as an incubator to multiply, which makes it even that much more difficult. Mm-hmm. You don't have you have, when the, with the common cold, your body has antibodies. It says, oh, I got this foreign thing in my body, and I'm going to fight it. No, this thing latches on and says, you know what, I see your antibodies, and I'm going to check it. So it's kind of like Rick James in the uh, David Chappelle episode yes. with the couch. Yes, yes. Fuck your antibodies. For real. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Right. They should have never gave you an immune system. Yeah, it's, right. it's serious. It really is. I mean I mean because because the because the symptoms seem to be the same, some people mm-hmm. are not taking it as serious. Right. That's a game changer. Mm. That is a game changer. Wow. <sighs> Well, I'll say for my own particular situation, um, I happen to live with three other people. Um, We stay in a one-bedroom apartment, and we all kind of share the same uh, living space. So we have to be extra vigilant because if one of us gets infected, we literally put our whole house in danger, not to mention the rest of our community. So we've Mm -hmm. just been... Um, a little extra cautious in what we do and who we let in to our home uh-huh. because we can't afford to let anything happen to ourselves, let alone anybody else. Um, right. 
like I said, I have two very small nephews, um, and mm-hmm. it, it's like you said, like they can't even like understand the idea of like being away from their parents, you know. And I would never want that for them. Cause that was like my heart. Um, right. You know, that's that's a really scary thought. Um, yes, but like I said, we're doing we're doing everything we can, you know, and just. And just, you know, washing hands all the time. You know, we're really trying to get that in, instill that into them as, like, something you do. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, they're very little, so they like water. You know, they kind of don't know the difference between play and self-care, but that's sort of a different way. Um, it makes it a little easier to teach. Um, other than mm-hmm. that, you know, it's just, yeah, you know, it's, it's a very scary time to be around, but... Um, Human humanity has been through worse, and we'll definitely get through right. this. And you know, like I said, man, hopefully, you know, we we just learn a lesson and we just, you know, bring it down to the next generation. You know. Yep, um, that's the plan. Um, mm-hmm. What I am finding, what I am finding is, um, hmm, I'm just thinking. I have not seen anyone from the food service industry. Um, in my immediate area, test positive. Wow. Um, and that and, and and that's interesting because they come well, they come in contact with a lot of people. One, mm-hmm. but then two, the the. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.